Oh. Oh. That did it by itself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ida Rod. <laughs> what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ida Rodriguez, with another episode of Truth Serum. Uh, this episode, I will be doing solo dolo, as I've been doing um, every time I travel. I'm in the great state of Florida. Ha, ha, ha. And I am um, here to talk about what's happening in the news, what's happening in our world, and just to hold people accountable. First and foremost, as you always, I want to say thank you to those of you who've been supporting the show, who are faithful followers, who've been sharing the content. I appreciate you so much. We've had some amazing guests thus far, and we will, we will continue to keep the conversations going here where we talk about issues from a progressive point of view, from the perspective of people of color. Um, and, uh, and yes, when I say people of color, I mean black people too, not erasing their blackness. So much to keep up with now. So, uh, so, uh, you know, interesting. I was, um, actually having this conversation with Irina, the producer of the show before I came on. It's like, Social media has just become an ocean of people with perspectives, theories, ideas, and a lot of them are just wrong. And many of us are being driven emotionally by all of the things that these people are saying, and it is just misleading. And a lot of us are walking around misinformed, emotionally triggered, and with a sense of despair. So, we're not going to do that here. Um, I do want to say that as many of you are out there and even a congresswoman uh, elect, Marjorie Taylor Greene, refuses to wear a mask, um, the numbers, uh, the COVID-19 numbers keep going up. The state of California became the second state to reach a million cases, and that is nothing to be proud of. Um, I guess they don't really care about COVID-19 like they should because the majority of the people who are being affected are those that are serving, that are, uh, you know, essential workers, those of, of us that come from marginalized communities. And, um, and when I say serving, even the Secret Service, a great number of Secret Service people have been diagnosed with COVID-19 after going on this COVID uh, rally tour with um, DJT. Um, so I just want people to be safe out there. And regardless of what these politicians are telling you, because they are making gain. Um, thank you, Eric. They're gaining from um, all of the things that are happening um, because capitalism. And so here we are with people dying, people sick, hospitals being overwhelmed. The weather has changed now. So these situations are even worse. And uh, the people who are pay paying the price the most are the ones who can't afford it. Elon Musk today tweeted this ridiculous tweet about the inconsistencies of the COVID test. And he named how many different results he's had from so many tests. And I was just like, what a privilege to be able to get tested so much because those COVID tests are not cheap. And especially for people who are trying to make a way and need their results immediately, they're, spe they're spending $250 
and up to get tested with, for a rapid response test. Those tests are not available everywhere. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's kind of shitty to hear him brag about how many different tests he's able to have because he's so rich. And the truth is that if he does have COVID or get COVID, he um, will be okay because he has access to things that the average person like you and I do not have. So, all right, Elon, with your bad self, keep, uh, you know, flaunting your wealth in the faces of the people who have to work even in COVID. Um, so this Congresswoman, I wanted to make sure that I told you her name because I think these people should be trending and people should be holding them accountable in the communities where they are, um, they have been elected. She was elected as a Congresswoman. She's a QAnon, is it QAnon supporter? I, I call it QAnus, so sorry, um, supporter. And you know, she her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And these are the people that you, whose names you need to remember. And this is why we need to vote regionally and globally. We can't just think about voting about the president and think we did our, we did our due diligence. The president rarely has anything to do with what's happening um, immediately in our communities. They're too busy fighting. And so I just want y'all to know that we need to um, be more judicious about who we vote for because these are the people who are in charge of the, our communities. Um, in other news, Kamala is in the news for two things today, which I thought were completely foolish. First and foremost, because she dated Montel Williams. Um, and so that was a, a top trending topic. While people are dying of COVID, um, they are the, you know, the algorithm that thinks that it's important for us to talk about um, the people who, I mean, the, the dating history of the black woman who is now the vice president elect of the United States. Um, I think it's, it's really interesting about this moral, this morality um, bar that is set for women of color, black women in this country when they have positions of power, they are scrutinized. The president of the United States has several children from several different women who are also, you know, were undocumented immigrants at some point uh, who use their wealth and privilege to create way for themselves. Um, Melania has, we have pictures of her uh, which are, you know, nude pictures from whatever she did back in the day, you know, and, and we just got to hold everybody to the same standard. We don't have to shame Melania, but we don't have to shame Kamala. A lot of people using their words to call Kamala a hoe. And, you know, I just think it's disgusting. What I do appreciate is Montel's response. He said, Kamala Harris and I briefly dated about 20 years ago when we were both single. So what? I have great respect for Senator Harris. I have to wonder if the same stories about her dating history would have been written if she were a male candidate. And I thought that was a very dignified and a very um, a great answer because I think it's important for men to uphold women in the moments of um, sexism. And you know, here we are talking about intersectionality, where it's sexism, um, you know, uh, coupled with her race and the things that you see in the media. Whereas white women are celebrated for this, 
you know, but women of color and black women are held to a different standard. You hear J-Lo is a whole all the time. Elizabeth Taylor was one of the most amazing women to grace Hollywood with all her husbands. Um, it's just disgusting and it's gross and we have to push back on that and not stop letting these people tell us when they have been objectifying black and brown bodies forever. Um, so there we go. Uh, anyway, Vince Vaughn is also in the headlines because that's what America does. People are dying. People are losing their jobs. People can't get their unemployment. They are uh, fiddling with this second stimulus in Congress. And who's trending top? Um, Kamala for dating Montel Williams, Vince Vaughn, and Geraldo Rivera. That is an indicator of how uh, America has been duped into dumbness. Um, you know, I see the trolls are showing up. Let's us know that someone is not getting shot because the people who are not having sex are wasting their time sending dumb messages here on Truth Serum. So thank you, Daddy Longleg, for your message because as long as you're on the computer, you're not causing harm in society. Um, anyway, Vince Vaughn is uh, trending for having an interaction with Donald Trump, and it is, it's a resurfacing of an old interaction that he had, and he actually spoke about it because he has a film coming out, and of course, he was trending, and there were issues, the cancellation thing, um, you know, here we go. So he said that he's met a lot of politicians and he's cordial to them all. He also met Nancy Pelosi and he wasn't rude to her. It was his first time meeting Donald Trump and that, that was that. Now why he's trending, I don't know. What's up with the Dragon Squad here? I was on uh, the Damage Report or the Dragon Report as they called it yesterday on TYT and uh, some of the, uh, the supporters are here. So I appreciate um, I appreciate it. So, uh, anyway, moving on, uh, Geraldo Rivera has tweeted that he had a conversation with his friend. And when he says his friend, he means Donald Trump. And he said that I want to quote him because I thought it was interesting that he was having a conversation, um, with the president of the United States, who's been tweeting, about everything except the amount of people who are sick and dying as a result of COVID in this country. The only numbers that we continue to hear about are election numbers and the election has been called. Donald Trump has uh, has won uh, North Carolina. Georgia has been called for Biden. It's a wrap as Dan Rather tweeted yesterday, dude, you lost. And let's keep moving. Um, either way, the world is not going to change. America's not going to change immediately, specifically specifically for people of color and black people in this country. So why delude ourselves into this being a better world? We, what we can count on is the fact that Nutso won't be uh, trending all the time with the foolishness and making decisions and uh, continuously fanning the flames of racist um, violence, racism and violence in this country. Uh, of course, you are entitled to um, 
your own opinion. If you don't like us, just stay out of our way and we can be fine. We don't need you to like us. Um, so anyway, Corrado tells Trump to man up and concede to walk away with grace. And um, of course, America took to it. It started trending. We don't know. I've urged the president reject to waddle away with grace and dignity is what hoodlum tweeted, but black Twitter is undefeated. And um, I just think it's funny because if you go on there, you will see um, all of the amazing tweets from black Twitter clowning this dude. Well, Gerardo said, I spoke with my friend, real Donald Trump this morning. He was trying to reach me during the live broadcast. He told me he was a realist who would do the right thing when all the legitimate votes have been counted. So that means he's trying to think of his next move. I understand that he is thinking about starting his own media company because he, as we said, talked about yesterday on the damage report has been whining and whimpering about Fox News calling it. And so now he's waged a war against them. Um, but hey, what do we do? So yes, 71 million people voted for that man. Now I'm even more uh, careful around people. Uh, I understand, Sharon. We always should have been um, careful around them because they've been around for a long time. And, you know, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to go off book right now and just talk about some of the things that were really of concern to me because there have been, from both sides, a lot of people condemning those who voted, a lot of people condemning those saying that both parties are the same and that nothing's going to change for people of color and black people in this country, that we are clowns for voting or trying to get Donald Trump out. I think that um, there's truth to that argument in terms of the conditions not changing for the people in this country. Where you lose me is in thinking that um, Donald Trump didn't make it worse by continuously calling out to his racist uh, white supremacist groups. And I think that that did cause for far more um, disdain, I mean, drama in this country. And listen, Donald Trump is the one who came out the gate saying that uh, Mexican immigrants were rapists and murderers, always, you know, pulling on that thing to uh, white America to protect their women, that men of color are always on the lookout for them, which, you know, we know a lot of times is the other way around. Um, now, uh, I did want to have, uh, I wanted to take some of the comments and I really wanted to address some of the things that you were saying. You show up for me on a weekly basis and I want to show up for you. I know that you're here and what you're saying. And I also um, think it's important to have conversations even with people that disagree with you. As long as that, you know, you respect me, we can have those. A lot of people um, have things uh, to say and I want to start addressing some of them. So if anything, it caused more of Black community to come out and unite and stand together. I was proud to see everyone uh, standing up strongly to him. Um, you know, I just think that we did see um, some unity and people coming out in numbers. And the, and the last time that I saw that was when Barack Obama was running for president. There was kind of a lag in between. And I think that Donald Trump came along and caused so much drama that people got up and went out and voted because they wanted him out. We wanted to have conversations about healthcare. We want to have conversations about, you know, 
unemployment and we want to have conversations about race relations and law enforcement in our communities. We want to have conversations that matter. And Donald Trump kept talking to one, the elite, and two, the white supremacist groups, and he kept missing everybody in the middle. Plus, he mishandled this pandemic from beginning to end. I mean, he even now, they seem to be completely apathetic to what's going on. With so many people in his orbit who have tested positive for COVID, you don't see any empathy. There's never a shout out. There's never... I mean, if you pay attention to what he's talking about, he's been tweeting about Fox News' ratings dropping. He's been tweeting about the illegitimacy of this election, but he has not been tweeting about the people who are dying, the people who are sick. And, you know, if you want to just stay on your elite, you know, cycle, why not even shout out the medical professionals who are showing up right now, risking their lives, you know, to make sure that we are okay. Enough with the conspiracy theories about how people are getting $30,000. There's a hustle in everything. You are not fucking revolutionary because you point out that there are inconsistencies in any systems. And you, if you use that to justify shit, does it make you brilliant? And I'm tired of reading these dumbass theories and all of these people who have all these ideologies but are not doing shit to make the conditions of black people and brown people better in this country. So who the fuck cares if you got 25 theories about what's happening, that the Republicans and the Democrats are all alike? What the fuck are you doing to make it better for the people in your community? That's what I want to ask. When you point out a problem, what are you doing to fix it? Circulating bullshit theories on inter on the internet do not help create a better world for the people in this country. And and we're not, there's no mass exodus. We're not fucking planning to get the fuck out of here and go back to where. Where are the hell are, are many of us going to go? And what are we going to do when we get there? So what are we going to do? We got to work to fix the situation that's here and make it better and get us closer to where we need to be so that our people can have better lives. Um, I just think it's 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 tiring. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Everybody's got these amazing theories. I have friends online who just got, oh, you don't understand. It's the same thing. And Kamala and Biden are evil. And they about to, no shit. We've been complaining about politicians in this country for, from the beginning because politics is corrupt, right? They're corrupt. They've got all that money. And they're getting paid by the corporations. The corporations are running the country. No shit, Sherlock. What the fuck do you think you uncovered? Racism is real. Have they been mistreating black people from the beginning of time? Absolutely. Do they pimp black people? Yes, Republicans and the Democrats alike pimp black people. No shit. We know that. So what are we going to do to change it instead of trying to think we're revolutionary by posting shit saying, Ooh, let me show you what I found out. Let me tell you what I read. I've been reading books. Who gives a fuck? What are you reading the books, your theories doing to improve the conditions of all these black and brown girls who are being human trafficked as slavery continues in this country and around the world? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm cursing today because I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. All I've been hearing is bullshit from everybody. All you clowns that voted, look what they did. Yeah, we know what they did. We know what they're doing. We didn't expect the world to change in two days for us. 
we know that they are all in it. But we had to go for the lesser of two evils because quite honestly, I got tired of watching Tiki Torches and Proud Boys trending when the Proud Boys can't even do their proper housekeeping when now they have fully come out as a white supremacist group clowning the former leader of the Proud Boys who's Afro-Latino and saying that they did a wrong thing by, you know, parading around with, uh, you know, black, black-ish people as is my paraphrasing of what they were saying. So what are we going to do? Um, now, we got to hold this administration accountable. Kamala Harris, uh, they did the, the first couple of things that I heard them do pass into action with um, Feinstein was something dealing with the Lakers and the, the athletic teams in Los Angeles. And I, I feel like that's also a slap in the face. So now is when we start holding these motherfuckers accountable. Nobody said they were our friends. They are our public servants. They work for us. We pay their wages and we are supposed to be holding them accountable. What are we going to do? I'll tell you some of the things that I'm going to do. We have to sit down and really talk about money because we fund our own oppression. We continue to put money into the corporations who are always putting their feet on our necks and we just uh, keep pumping into it, right? What is Apple doing to help our communities when what they, they say the majority of households have smartphones? What is you know Samsung doing? Th these are the things that we need to start paying attention to. Where are the, the follow the dollars and you will follow find the power. What are they doing? Um, how are we going to really hold we're, are, are the people accountable? We don't know how to boycott, right? We're, we we think it's too big for us to do. Nobody's going to really do it. People think it's funny. They'll say, oh, man, I'm not, I, I can't give up my Nikes. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, so stop crying on social media. What are you going to do? I'm going to go out and do some workshops. We've talked about this before. We've been putting it together since the beginning of the year, really teaching black and brown women in marginalized communities the language of money and how to properly put your money to work for you, where to invest your dollars so that your money um, can be, you know, can be effective in your world and, and within your, uh, your means and how you're living. Um, investing money for the future is not something that's just for rich people, but that is the way that it is positioned to keep people poor. But if we don't understand the language of money, which we've never been really been taught because we've had to survive what are we going to do? So that's where I'm going to be focused. Um, and that's where I've been focused for a while. Um, I have formed, you know, alliances with other people who believe in this. Karen Hunter has become someone that I look to for information because she's really big about on the literacy of money within our communities and learning how to empower ourselves through our dollars. Um, and so Angela Yee, um, who is also a friend of mine that is really helping with teaching people um, in marginalized communities about real estate and ownership and learning how to use your dollars to create power through ownership. Those are the things that I'm doing. So I would love to hear um, some of the things you know, uh, that you think and suggestions of how we can improve our community. I agree with you at Boogie. Seek certified financial advisors that look like you. Yes, we have to, um, we really have to learn how to 
um, reprogram ourselves from the belief that white is right, that white people know what to do with money uh, better than we do. In some cases, many, yes, because they've had the privilege of, of having um, an opportunity to thrive while we survive. But that doesn't mean that it is impossible for us to learn money and that there aren't good financial advisors who are out there that look like us. And, you know, that will protect um, you in situations with your money when these types of things happen. You know, Donald Trump devastated our, um, our the, he devastated the, the exchange. And many of us felt it, you know, we were going up and down, up and down, up and down because we didn't really understand what was going on. And I'll, I'll let you in on something. When I was working, um, I worked at a financial firm for many years and uh, there was another financial firm that was recruiting me because they wanted me to go out and recruit black and brown people in entertainment and, um, and uh, athletes. And one thing I learned about one of these big companies is that they, they operate from two, a model where you have your get rich money and your stay rich money. And they have never, I had never heard of that before because where I grew up, we just had get through the week money. And so it's really important for us to talk about um, you know, money in a way that we understand that no matter how much we have, how little we have, we can still make it work for us. Um, and through this toxic capitalism, we are indoctrinated into believing that we need to live above our means to validate our worth. But that is just another trick to keep us down. So uh, please stay tuned because I will talk about those workshops very soon. Eric Blair made a very, very um, good point. Learn about jury nullification, vote and serve on juries. 100% very important for us to really uh, take jury duty um, seriously because we are, um, we are, uh, you know, making decisions about the community, our community. And so if you are on a jury, you are one of the peers of the, the people who are of your community and you need to show up for them and you need to show up so that we can create balance and equity in our judicial system. So yes, it's very important for us to really take a jury duty seriously, stop running away from it, thinking it's also a joke. Um, a lot of things that we do in just, I know it's out of embarrassment and it is out of us feeling um, disenfranchised and marginalized and most importantly helpless and hopeless because we think about money and we're like we don't have it what that's for rich people that's for white people we don't have it no we say a lot of things um about the uh you know the jury duty we're not ah oh, i don't want to do it i want how do i get out of it it's a joke 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 it's it shouldn't be a joke we continuously complain about our judicial system, but then we don't want to show up for our part in it. And if we want people to get fair trials, we can be there to represent and to um, disrupt the system. Uh, Georgians, don't forget to return to the polls on January 5th, 2021. Yep. Senate race Reverend Raphael Warnock and Joel, John Ossoff both need to be in the Senate, two open Senate seats in Georgia. So please um, just keep voting and let's keep doing, um, let's see, he said, might want to also learn about how jury makeup is controlled by how the states measure populations. 
a lot of information here. And, and those of you, if you have any articles, um, I would love for you to please share those. Uh, we'll look at them and then share them later uh, because it is important for us to really give out information that is accurate, <laughs> but also helpful because some people don't know. And if you know better, you do better. Toxic capitalism and materialism can be a vicious circle combined with mental health. Absolutely. Uh, one of the other things that I was going to recommend is learning how to take a social media fast, a break. Many of us um, are connected to our phones and our computers because it is part of what we do for a living. But a lot of times we spend unnecessary time online getting information that may not necessarily be the best information for us. I mean, so we, we, we just gotta, we have to fish for the, uh, the correct information. Um, today I am not going to go the whole hour. Um, but I do want to make sure when Ida talks money, I get amped by the way. Thanks Jay uh, Ruder. Listen, I was struggling and you know, my story, I've never been one to hide my story. I'm very proud of where I came from. It is part of who I am. I, I shout out the hood constantly because I feel like I am better for it. Um, but I was very intimidated about money. I was very ill-informed and I had to sit down and talk to people to explain to me how it worked. Um, so I had to really have understand that money is available to us all. And even the little bit of money that we have, if we properly... Um, sit down and understand how it works, we can really do, um, we can really improve the situations in our lives. One of the things that I do want to recommend is going to um, uh, one of the 12-step programs, and they have that for uh, people who are in debt, Debtors Anonymous. And within Debtors Anonymous, they have a group called for overspenders, people living above their means and really teaching you how to, uh, with with other group people in the group, they teach you how to uh, get that money situation under control to really set a budget for yourself that um, will release some of the pressure that you're feeling if you are really walking around um, worried about money all the time. You know, it is also an issue and they don't really teach us about it. We don't understand why we have so much anxiety walking around thinking about money constantly, but it is in our programming. And there are several ways to really, um, several outlets, information, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is always a good book to read. That's a good place to start. Um, there are a lot of um, different opportunities to learn. Um, please go online, go to Karen Hunter's page on YouTube. She has a young woman there who is teaching people about money, how to invest it. It is not something that is beyond your reach. Um, but first and foremost, start with the foundation, getting a budget together that's going to keep you um, balanced and pressure free so that then when you start saving and you will start saving, you can start investing and making your money uh, work for you. Okay, so Virginia Corp uh, Cooperative Extension and Move On will teach you how to handle your finances for free. Thank you, AT Boogie. It's tough for us moms too. I'm still learning about investing for my child, my child's future. 
Yes. And that's why, um, you know, what's funny, there are a lot of banks that I've been looking into who are, you know, invest their money into climate change, but also have programs where you set where you can spend. Um, when I'm done with that research, I will release a list um, that you can um, the that you can um, refer to if you need it. What is your proudest investment? My proudest investment, I would say, is always education. As a mom, I think it's important to invest in education, and I don't mean for the purpose of the capitalistic purpose or elite purpose of saying, uh, we went to this school, we did that, you know, my I went to this college. I, went, I think it's important to invest in the, in the education of the children of your community and your village, that they walk around with knowledge of self, their history, also um, knowledge of what they're good at. I think we, we really all are programmed to reach for things that sometimes are not not within our reach but just not within our desires and some people are going to be skilled at things that you know there are a lot of people who own plumbing companies that are, that live very good lives and there's no need for them to want to go to law school because that's not what they want to do and we, we we don't honor skills and trades in this country the way we should because this is the capitalism is just gone out of control and and, and it's it's, it makes people feel inadequate. It makes people feel not intelligent. And, and that's just simply not true. Um, I have an uncle who's an electrician who is um, who did not uh, learn how to read and is probably one of the smartest people I ever met in my life. And he can wire a home. He can do anything uh, within the electric field. And I, I know people who have degrees and I wouldn't go in a car with them down the street because they dumb as a door as a doorknob. So, what is that? Um, see, here we go. At Boogie coming through with the knowledge. Fractional shares by many brokerage firms will allow you to enter the stock market. Yes, a lot of people don't know that um, that you can invest um, fractionally. It doesn't have to be, um, you know those big uh, amounts that are very intimidating. Also, I like to uh, encourage people to invest in their communities, right? Um, invest into your, your black and brown banks, but study those banks, do your research and find out if those banks are investing in the black and brown communities, because if they're doing the same thing that the other banks are doing, what is the point, right? So there are banks who are black and brown banks, but will not give loans to the contractors, won't give loans to the people in their community, you know, have a very, uh, you know, a very capitalistic approach to it, just as any other bank running business as if they were a Chase and a Wells Fargo. So what is the point? They have you investing your money in their banks. They're using your money to do their business, but they won't turn around and invest in your community. So make sure that you study the bank's um, also, um, peace, love. Thank you, Pam and THC. <laughs> I appreciate you. Buy local if you can. Use your public libraries. They have classes and programs that rarely get used by people of color. I would agree with you, Lisa, so much. Let me tell you something. I didn't even realize that those of you who, um, 
those of you who don't have a lot of money and you cannot afford to buy a lot of these books, you can now check out books from your public library online. We just found this out um, just recently at home, you know, um, please. Um, but there are many opportunities where um, you can find, sorry, there are many things you can find in, in the books that you need at the local library. And you don't have to spend a dime. You can just check out the book and read it, the ebook, and then return it. And I don't think a lot of people knew that. I didn't know that till a few weeks ago. So those of you who are out there and you say, I can't afford to buy all these books that they're always throwing in my face. I, I can't afford these books. Um, I would say check out your local library online and check out the books. You know, um, if you don't have time to go to the library and you don't have gas and you don't have a car, you can, you can rent books online. You can borrow books online from your library. The library wants to stay in business. They want, they, they need the action. They need the traction. They need you to come there. They need you to do whatever they, to keep them going. So, um, you can check out books online. Um, one of the books, somebody asked me any books that I would recommend. Um, yes, I will. Th there are, there's a list of books that I like to recommend to people. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, but I really always, I'm a creature that believes in metaphysical thinking. Um, Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, it's not a book about, um, economics. It's not a book about money and how to um, uh, invest your money. It is a book about how you think and how your thinking leads to the things materializing in your life. It's about properly programming your subconscious mind for your belief. I, I, I like that book. I read a book um, that I keep on hand. And every time I go somewhere with this book, somebody steals it. It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Um, and that book I, I believe in because it is, um, you know, it is really combined with what I was taught when I was raised Christian, but explaining what a lot of those principles in the Bible come from in terms of your thinking, believing and having faith and programming yourself or believing that you can, you can achieve the things that you see in your mind. So I love that book. I think, um, that book is a book that I, I like to uh, keep around with me. And I also um, have a book next to my bed that I read every day called The Language of Letting Go. And it is a book that was um, designed for codependency. But I think that all of us have some level of codependency because we are constantly being um, stimulated by what's going on around us from the you know, social media to television and film. I mean, even at the gas station, they got videos. It's like constantly keeping you busy and you have to learn how to let things go and really um, letting things go creates space for the things that belong in your life to make your life better. So I, I believe um, in reading those books. I already have 3D modeling, not modeling knowledge. So the class to use, it will be a breeze. Um, I, I'm, I'm jumping in, reading some of the comments. Consider making your online event programming accessible to the disabled community if you have the means. I like this. If your workplace has the means to do 
that work our disabled community needs access to? Yes. Um, TJ says, a young brother in Chicago, Jamal Green, puts Chase Bank on blast in the Chicago area for not giving in the Chicago area. Young brother Jamal is an entrepreneur in Chicago, and he walks it like he talks it 100%. So good job, uh, Chicago Jamal Green. We appreciate that, Jamal D. Green. Um, and so get a subscription to Black Enterprise. I'm reading the, the suggestions. Um, within our communities, there is a lot of information that is not accessible to us um, because it is by design. So we have to make an effort to go out there and really understand some of the things that are affecting us on a daily basis. And then when we get the information, we have to share it. And that's how we do change from the ground up because from the top up, it's not going to happen. Um, you think that all of these elitists, you know, rich white assholes who are at the top straight men want us to have access and information about how to properly use our money so that our money can make make way for us? Absolutely not. So we we have to say, you know what, I'm going to get this information. Um, I really am appreciating this conversation because I think that we just go, 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 go on truth serum. And I like to pride myself in this being an interactive experience, but I wanted to make sure that I shared some of these things with you because I think it is important for us to do that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, and that, that is also a good point. Lots of libraries also have virtual streamable or temporary download content to like movies, audiobooks, and music. So if you cannot afford to have Netflix, if you don't have Hulu, um, which you should not be ashamed of, it's hard enough right now. Everybody is surviving. Um, you can download and get, you know, you get some content and stuff like that. If you don't have Spotify or Apple Music, a lot of things that many of us take for granted because it's just part of our day. It's our Friday. Some people, you know, wish that they could have. Um, so uh, let's see. Sulma Alsu Brown joins us. She's um, She's been a guest on the show. She supports the show on a very consistent basis. So um, I want to shout her out. She also has a book. She has two books um, for children and um, put it in the comments section, Suma, so that we can um, pin it. But her books are targeting um, hair texturism and she, she's talking to children about how there is no such thing as bad hair, which is something that's taught a lot in the communities of color that are from Latin America. Um, so she has two books um, and I think that um, her books are great. I bought them both and if you can support uh, an entrepreneur, a woman, a black woman, um, a Latina black woman, um, whatever it is that you need her to be so you can support her. Uh, I just support people because I like to support them. It's called My Hair Comes With Me, Shifting the Paradigm of What Success Looks Like. That's um, one of the other books. And, the, and then she has Bad Hair Does Not Exist. And let me tell you something. One of those books is on sale on um, Amazon for hundreds of dollars because I think there are very few of them left. So, no, thank you, Sulema, for your writing and informing people on the struggle of our young people um, dealing with the realities of, you know, how they look in this country, not meeting this year old standard that is fed by white supremacy. 
So the website where you can find the books and information on Suma is uh, www.nopelomalo.com. Um, rest in peace to the founder of Black Enterprise who we lost on April 6th and will be here in spirit this Founders Day, November 17, 2020. Rest in peace. Um, so I just wanted to uh, come and shout you out and have a conversation with you. I am in Florida with family. This is like a vacation, but I wanted to make sure that we kept our truth serum thing going. We have had uh, some amazing conversations and some amazing guests. You should go back and check out some of the shows um, we sit down and think about some of the things that we want to talk about, like Sulma being on the show and talking about the Crown Act, which a lot of people don't talk about in mainstream media, and how important it is for Black women um, to feel seen and heard and understood when it comes to the journey of Black hair in this country and abroad. Um, and then here, Brenda Gua uh, is suggesting a book. People's Institute for Survival and Beyond. It's important anti-racist work for you and your communities and workplaces. Yes. Um, and as I was saying, um, I think that um, it's important for us to have these conversations. So please go back and check out some of the episodes. I mean, Van Crump and Van Lathan and Charlemagne the God have been here, but also some amazing guests who probably you, you have not heard of before. And now you get to, um, you get to experience and understand um, their point of view and what they're doing in the communities because many of us are not doing work. Um, the great Ben Dixon will be here in the next couple of weeks and we will continue to have our progressive conversations unapologetic.